0: Welcome to the Friday Fraudster Podcast with Kelly Paxton, pink-collar crime expert, Joe Irvin, your person for all things ethics, and Robert Berry, the guy who helps you ask better questions. Join them as they discuss sad, funny, and sometimes disturbing fraud stories. Be sure to catch past episodes on your favorite podcasting platform or go to www.fridayfraudster.com and grab some CPE while you're there.
1: Woo! Hey, guys.
0: Hey there.
2: I'm wearing pink. It's kind of hard to tell, but it is pink.
1: So, welcome to episode number 95 of the Friday Froster. So, Kelly, Galena, let me ask you guys a question. When you are trying to do something and you don't really know how to do it, do you just wing it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do. Or I YouTube it.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. You YouTube it or you TikTok it.
2: Oh, I'm not on TikTok. My daughter tells me I can't get on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It, It can be kind of dangerous. It can be kind of dangerous. Look, but let me ask you guys. So going to the grocery store lately, have you noticed like the price of food just shooting up really high. Oh
0: don't even start don't don't even start i i you know i need to do more of this podcast so i can afford <laughs> <laughs> just
2: joking. wait joking. you're getting paid <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you might be getting paid in some chicken wings maybe <laughs> you know what you
1: know what though?
0: i had a very successful super bowl party <clears throat>
1: But you know what, before that, this is where I was going with it. Have have you heard the latest though? The price of eggs are so high that people are actually stealing chickens in order to produce their own eggs.
2: Yeah. Well, I have an egg source that like my friends don't know about. And even my egg source just went up a buck and I was like, oh, but I I eat eggs every day. My cholesterol doesn't love it, but
0: yeah. Mm. I also heard that they would go to Walmart, right? People would go to Walmart and then take one or two eggs from the entire case and just put it in their pockets. And, you know, so, yeah, <clears throat> that's another way to do it. But, yeah, the prices have been. Mm-mm.
1: So, look, we're not alone. Sono fakes it till she makes it sometimes. Heather says, been there, done that. And we also have Shafundu and Mike Hurst in the house. now Heather is saying that pet food is crazy expensive but now you know you know so so Bob Wessler is saying that eggs are up 70 percent so I wonder what effect that actually had on the Super Bowl this past Sunday because I mean what happens we have a lot of chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday right
2: I didn't have any I don't like you didn't have any yeah, <laughs> Those bones get me every time. Right.
1: Those bones get you every time. So, so now speaking of chicken wings and bones, do you think that an elementary school would actually feed children chicken wings because they have bones in it? And that's a liability, right?
2: Okay. Yeah. So this is where I go to the auditors. Because when I worked at a certain sportswear company, you had a corporate credit card and there were certain places it was automatically declined because of MRCs or no MCCs. Um, And so you would think this is an audit thing. Like there are certain foods that, but we haven't seen a receipt. So maybe it was just described as chicken. So I don't think we've seen a receipt yet. Have you seen, has anyone seen a receipt that she did it yet?
1: I have not seen a receipt yet.
2: So maybe it was described as, well, it couldn't be chicken livers because kids aren't going to eat chicken livers.
1: Kids aren't going to eat chicken <laughs> yeah. livers either. Okay. So let's <laughs> let chicken, everybody chicken else patties. in on it. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. it could have been chicken patties. You're right. You're right, Galena. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let everybody else in on it and see what they think. So now- We know that we just went through a global pandemic and the schools shut down. But when the schools were shut down, many schools in many districts across the US still fed students. So students had to either find a way to school to get food or some actually delivered it out to the neighborhoods. But either way, many school districts were still feeding students during the pandemic. Well, apparently a former food services director in Illinois decided that she would use this opportunity <clears throat> to place extra orders for chicken wings. Approximately eleven thousand extra cases to the tune of about one and a half million dollars. So I don't know if she's preparing for a Super Bowl party or not, but uh that's a whole lot of chicken wings, don't you think?
2: Well, and I mean, my God, she was stealing from hungry kids. Apparently, this is a very poor school district. And this is like stealing from old people or stealing from kids. They need to eat. Come on, like, ugh, the depths. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I think this says that it was during the pandemic, right? And it was, it it took like a year and a half uh, before it was discovered so you know pandemic unfortunately did a number on many many things but um you know from the financial from the finance perspective this is one of them right where a lot of people just scramble and they're just trying to figure out what to do right and you're not looking to see that oh my gosh why am i spending 130 dollars you know on the case of chicken wings right um when kids are not at school so where were they going you know like were they you know, like I, I, know in, I know in Texas what they did is they would um, put like meals for kids, right? So where you, you would have like a breakfast and lunch set up, but you would need to go there. And I believe we did cover a fraud case around it where it was supposed to have been, you know, people were supposed to have been fed. But in reality, something else was going on. Um, so that could have been the case, but it's just a lot, you know, It's really is a lot a lot of money in such a short period of time for a school district.
1: Yeah. John Tonsick says, literally taking food from the mouths of children. So let's talk about how she actually did it too. From July, 2020 until February of 2022, she placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items. And from a company called Gordon Food Services. Now, the unfortunate part, too, is Gordon Food Services was they were unaware that these were not legitimate orders. And according to documents, she would actually drive up to the Gordon Food Services location in a school vehicle and take the items away. And the items apparently never made it to the school. So now what we're thinking, what we're seeing here is she must have had access to a school vehicle. She also had access to make purchases, but she was also the authorized person to pick up the the, the purchase items as well. So no one questioned her activities until a mid-year budget review found, halfway through the year now, found that the food budget for the district was already $300,000 over budget. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. the segregation of duties chain is just pretty spectacular, right? And again, you know, I'm not blaming the pandemic, but during that time, um, everything was just going haywire, right? If someone stepped up and said, don't worry, guys, I will take care. You know, things are still going to go as planned. I guarantee people would just be like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you for taking this off my hands while I'm trying to, you know, uh, hold the fort here. So... But what do you think she did? What do you guys think she did with them? Well,
2: Bob put in there and she has a food truck. Maybe a family member has a food truck. There is some connection. I mean, she didn't need them all. Like, did she resell them? And oh my God, you guys, this is so funny. So, um, Oh dear. I'm going to get canceled. Aren't I? Ooh. Um, okay. So this is, <laughs> I have a really, really good friend. <laughs> um, She bought, this was over 10 years ago, some guy shows up and maybe you guys have heard this story where he's like, Hey, I'm in the neighborhood and I have some frozen chicken and my customer wasn't here. I'll sell it to you for half price. And my friend like, and he goes, and I need cash. So literally my friend drove to an ATM, got $200 and bought this chicken. And I won't say what I called the chicken because it's inappropriate. Let's just say, um. But 10 years ago, it wasn't inappropriate. So Um, so whenever I go to her house and she serves chicken, I like sit there and go, is this the something chicken? And um, because it's like, are you going to buy chicken off the back of a truck that's driving through your neighborhood like an ice cream truck? That's literally what she did. (laughs) And we're telling the story. And another neighbor had also done it. I'm like, I'm not buying chicken out of the back of a truck. So maybe she had a truck where she's like I don't know, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with Bob with the food truck, but I will say Kelly, the 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 neighborhood I grew up in stuff would fall off the back of a truck quite regularly.
2: <laughs> okay, who wants to get canceled and put what kind of chicken I called it? Oh boy
0: so i'm looking at the gordon food service store and they have uh bone in first second joint raw individually quick frozen uh split, yeah so it's 1999 or 12.99 bag. so yeah there's just a huge variety of them but um i think gordon food service was really really happy that they had business so much business happening yeah. during the pandemic right because what so 80 percent of small Businesses, or
1: however many went out of business. Yep, and mm-hmm. I, and I bet that's exactly what they were thinking—that they were just fortunate and blessed to have business during that time period, and they probably actually saw an increase in sales. Right. I mean, was this saying one and a half million dollars is what she was yeah. able to pilfer? Right. So. Yeah. They probably did very well. And, and and somebody at some point may actually ask them to pay that money back, which means another small business is probably going to go under because of the derelict behavior of somebody else.
0: See, I don't know that they can, though. Do you think that? They won't? I, I don't think
1: they can. But, yeah. you know, think about society and the way social media pressures work. You know what I mean? That's what I was getting at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. I don't think legally they can, but. Well,
2: and you know what? This makes me go to did she have a deal with someone at this at the Gordon place where vendor fraud and getting a kickback? You know, so I haven't seen any stories so far where they've dug into like, you know, family members, um, her account representative at Gordon Foods, like. I mean, that person was selling chicken mm-hmm. wings, so um, yeah. You know, there's there. This isn't a one-person deal, um, I don't think. But does she have a restaurant? Does a family member have a restaurant? Does you know there there is more digging? And if I were back there, I would be digging.
1: Definitely, because where there's smoke, there's more than just chicken wings. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. That could be mesquite smoke, right? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, so wait, let me ask you guys a question.
1: What do you call someone who's afraid to declare themselves as left or right wing?
2: (laughs) Put it in the chat. I'm not getting canceled on Friday, Fraudster.
1: I promise you, it's not as bad as it seems. It's not overly political, but what do you call someone who's afraid to call themselves left or right wing?
2: A chicken pressed. <laughs> it's
1: a good guess. I'm 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 waiting to see what our people on LinkedIn and YouTube think about that. Yeah. Um, and while you're here, you see that QR code to the le- right, wherever it is. Join the Auditor Exchange community. It's a community of auditors where we share information. Sometimes we share serious stuff. Sometimes we share jokes, but it's a community that we've started and we're trying to build it up because we can go live in there and have face-to-face Zoom conversations, audio conversations, and exchange information. So hit that QR code. If you don't want to hit the QR code, just go to community.thatauditguy.com and you've got it. So Heather Mm, says, Yeah. Heather says that people drive around <laughs> Florida all the time selling seafood. So, uh, and so you know in what? reading, oh, go ahead, Galena.
0: No, I was just getting, um, you know, reading more a little bit about this case, and it seems like there were other items, food items that were ordered in large quantities, but it seems like they zeroed in on this 11,000 pounds of chicken wings. Um, so yeah, there's probably other things that were happening, other items that were happening.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Now, Kadir
0: And and Gordon Food Services were the district's main supplier. So oh. Yeah, so they probably didn't really question that much, you know?
1: Gotcha. So now Kadir Abdul says, it didn't see where the chickens were going if schools were closed, how didn't they just call to verify? You know, just in case. Yeah, they were they were giving food out to kids, so the the food operations were still running. Now, if you guys don't know who Kadir Abdul is, John Tabor has uh, uh, a podcast he calls the Audit Duel. So, fifteen minutes we duel or debate an audit topic. Kadir and I did one recently. I took the stance of I believe audit recommendations are useless, completely, utterly useless. Now, if I can, before the show is over, I'll drop a link to the Spotify and to the Apple store where you can go and listen to the episode. It's only 15 minutes long and we do a really good debate. Uh, he presented his case, I presented my case. And you know what, here's the thing, since I have the microphone now and he can't say anything, I will say, auto recommendations are useless.
0: <laughs> Robert uh, this is your, this is your podcast. I mean I like how you said if I can I'll drop it you know, after this show. Just go ahead and drop it.
1: You know? uh, well I can't I don't I can't find it right now. So cuz you know um, I'm, I'm running everything back here and it's like okay. What? But, but but now back to the joke though. What do you call someone who's afraid of calling themselves left or right wing? Thomas got it. It's a chicken wing. But <laughs> up And I'm making
2: uh, chicken tacos
0: tonight.
1: <laughs> oh. Sounds delicious. I had Ooh. a chicken fajita last night. <laughs> now, Benita says, ain't no thing. And I actually get it. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We used to say that where I came from anyway. Whole nother thing altogether. together. <laughs> Kadir says, let's get back to the chickens. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, to Galina's point. She did apparently allegedly take more than just the chicken wings, but that was one of the biggest items at 11,000 cases. So I don't think it was one and a half million dollars worth of chicken wings specifically, but the total amount was about one and a half million and it was eleven thousand cases of chicken wings.
0: Yeah, that's
1: a lot. Well, and I think it I think it's pretty interesting too though, because to your point, Kelly and Galena, There probably was an inside job from somebody at Gordon Foods because how do you there has to be a normal delivery uh, uh, driver from the school district that normally picks up everything. So she was able to procure a school van, a cargo van is what they said, was able to go to Gordon Foods, pick up the chicken wings. Even at Gordon Foods, I would have been suspect of someone different coming to get the chicken wings. That didn't make sense to me. So uh, to you guys' point, there is more digging to do.
2: Digging, chickens, pecking. <laughs> you should say pecking. There is more pecking to do.
1: There's more pecking around to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know. I have a question, What do you, and this is a speculation, but I want our audience to kind of pitch in. Do you guys think this is her first and only offense? No. Oh, audience! Oh, know. sorry.
1: <laughs> so, sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a one and a half million dollars over a year and a half, 19 months span. So what do you guys think?
1: So here's what we'll do. While the audience is weighing in on whether or not They think it is her first offense. We'll take a look at a Saturday Night Live skit regarding chicken wings. And hopefully the sound comes up. Uh, And if I can get to it, good grief. What did I? (laughs) Oh, you ever have one of those days where you probably shouldn't have gotten out of bed? All right, here we go. Awesome, thank you. We're probably good on wings though. But you could be great on wings with
0: Wing Pit's new tray of tears. 600 of our succulent wings plus 15 butt destroying sauces and a kitty pool of ranch for only 205 That'd be nice.
1: There's only like 15 people here. We don't need all that. But you wanted
0: just like you want
1: Wing picks, hard slurry chicken smoothie
0: wings mixed with proof
1: Must be over 12 to order. Over 12? And if you're thirsty for more, try Wing Pits' new chicken carnage platter.
0: 3,000 tangy wings packed in a black contractor bag thrown straight through your window in time for
2: kickoff. <laughs> okay, so I had a friend stay with me recently and we went to... um a grocery store and she wanted to make chicken stock and I wanted her to buy organic chickens and she's like you're crazy Kelly like I'm not paying double for organic chickens and I was like well I'm not eating your soup (laughs) I'm very happy with my chickens I have happy eggs and happy chickens
1: (sighs) Okay, so now, Galena, people have answered your question. Heather says, nah, not her first time. Mm. Mike Hurst says, no way. You got to have fries with chicken wings. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Nope. You know what? I'm thinking this is Carol, but I'm not on my LinkedIn page today to see who LinkedIn user is. And then Thomas, he's going to say yes since I said no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bonita says, definitely Mm -hmm. not her first time. And Kadir says, in fraud cases, often the bigger the fraud, no one catches it because it seems totally unreal or impossible like Ponzi schemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so interesting fact about this specific school district, you guys. So this amount is pretty significant Right and like in in Houston where I live, we have different school districts. Right, Um, on average, the school, the largest school district, will spend about five to six thousand dollars per student. So her taking one point five million from the budget will give you an idea um, how much money there was going flowing to this district. But the district altogether has two thousand two hundred students only.
1: That's it? Wait, how many
0: again? 2,200. 2,200 students. That's a
1: small school district. That is have. a small
0: school di- Yeah, yeah. And um, it only six point spans across the area of 6.2 miles, but is located 20 miles south of downtown Chicago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and <clears throat> let's see, if it's south of Chicago, okay, Wow.
0: They they have one middle school and the rest are one, two, three, four, five, six elementary schools, seven schools.
1: Heck, it it sounds like their budget may have been overinflated to begin with, not just in the food category. Uh, Wait, how much did you say the spending was per student?
0: In Houston, it's five to six thousand.
1: Okay, yeah, that's about average. The national average is about. Five to six thousand. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. So this school district probably has some deeper problems than this because that, I mean, 2200 students, that's small. Um, And to have that much money missing, wow. Wow. Amazing just amazing now i wonder if we have any school district auditors listening to the show i think school districts are always interesting um during the pandemic where i grew up my school district right before it started they had this scandal where they found i think it was 1.6 million dollars in monies that had been misappropriated across several schools within the district And I actually tried to help them out. I called the board of directors or I emailed the the different board of directors members because I had done some data analytics. And man, the data just told me that there was more. And so I was like, hey, there's more. I'd like to help. This is the school district that I went to, you know, as a kid and I'm I'm proud of it, but I'd like to help. They responded back to me telling me, no, we have it under control. And I'm thinking, no, you don't, because the data will tell you all you need to know.
2: The data will tell you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's you know, it's what she just said is actually it's the same in the business environment. Um, you go to you go to business owners and you say you might have a problem here. I mean, you're telling this essentially you're telling them the baby is ugly, right? So it's like this this fine this fine-tuning of, of your message, right? How to deliver this message and say, uh, let's see where we can find you some money. <laughs> But, in, in, you know, in a lot of the school districts, it's interesting because I'm involved in, um, in my, my son's school district uh, from the financial reconciliation point of view. And they need to fill out, um, you know, this checklist, this humongous checklist at the end of the year. Um, and fraud is a big portion of that. Like we know that none of, the, you know, if we uncover fraud, these are the steps we need to go. Like there's a huge, you know, hierarchy. So I was very impressed.
1: Yeah. Now, I will say one of my really good friends, he works in a school district as an administrator, and we talk regularly about the areas that are susceptible to fraud. And so right before the pandemic and then during it, a lot of schools got a lot of money to purchase uh, uh, Android tablets. And so we talked about what controls he should put in place, because according to him, all he was doing was, just handing them out and making people sign a piece of paper promising to give them back. So they didn't have any kind of uh, tracking built into the software. Um, They didn't have, they didn't keep track of the serial numbers. They didn't have any type of codes or tracking on the, the, the back of the computers or anything. So that was one area that was really, really vulnerable. And then also, A lot of school districts now give money to the teachers in the form of a card. So they have like a prepaid, almost like a prepaid card. And what I noticed is if you do some data analytics, if the school year ends in May, you'll see a lot of purchases being made in April because if they don't use the money, they lose it. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of wasteful, right? Because what are you what are you using it on? One month left in school, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go to the Right. You go to your uh, legislative powers and you ask for so many things right and then they're gonna give you this many things or they're gonna take away from other other things and so whatever you're given, you're like i gotta spend it because otherwise if i'm going under the budget then next year they're gonna cut that budget right yep and so no one wants to do that so yeah it's <laughs> tough it's really really tough so I have a question. What do you guys think she did? I mean, I know we we, float, we floated the idea that she probably either supplied to restaurants or. But what do you think she did with all that food? Sold it on Craigslist. Crimes list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like showed up in that black trench coat, like you know, in <laughs> <And> chicken wings. <laughs> you know, here are the sauces.
1: <laughs> yeah. I definitely think she had a a side business going on, where she was either reselling the wings herself to someone, re, reselling the wings to someone else, or had a restaurant or food truck where she was cooking and then selling them as cooked services, yeah, as cooked products.
0: Yeah, she sold yeah. them. Yeah. By Kadir says she how? sold
1: them, but how? Oh, oh my God. Be surprised.
0: What, you guys, what if she was a, so she was a head of food service. Do you think she had some kind of license, right? Because in order for you, like, I know in Texas uh, to handle food, you have to have licenses, right? So what if she had licenses that would like cover the other areas as well? And so this way you can legitimately sell, resell, um, those items.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a part of my guess, a side business where, yeah, she was a reseller. And then John, John, uh, uh, John Thompson has a really good. Uh,
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. He says, I'd be checking social media for connections to someone who owns a restaurant, a bar or et cetera. And Kadir says she sold him to KFC, <laughs> which she may have, you know. Um, but Yeah this is a weird one but like john said earlier literally taking food out of the mouths of children yeah. um, and i think too i wonder what can we do to help out school districts because honestly the data for school districts is usually available on the state or the county's website All it takes is a little bit of data analysis to catch some of this. So John said, and we we talked about this earlier, uh, John. Yeah, it was caught during an audit halfway through the school year. Now, this wasn't like an internal audit or uh, from an internal audit staff. This was their staff members that were performing a routine review that they do. So the thing is, too, she had to have known that they do the review, too. Just didn't care, I'm guessing.
0: um wouldn't be able you know wouldn't be able to find it right would be able to explain it away you know i mean there's a possibility i'm just i i'm like thinking you know they started digging they started asking questions and i guarantee you that someone saw something before when this was happening during but because of her power of authority no one wanted to step up you know and say but once the auditor started asking questions there are probably some answers from other people.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys a quick story. So I was a uh, director of 4 Organization and we had food service operations. And one day I get a knock at the door, you know, the dreadful knock that you hear people talking about. Get a knock at the door. And what they tell me is, listen, some people are stealing in the food services operation. And I say, okay, how do you know? And they say, well, we just know because they have side businesses where they do catering. And we just know because we see them. And they said, check the inventory every holiday weekend because every holiday weekend is when they're stealing things. So to me, I was thinking, hey, this should be a slam dunk. That should be easy. Well, it got worse. The rabbit hole got a little bit worse because when we tried to check inventory, no one there took inventory. So I said, okay, that's great. You don't take inventory, but we can still find out because what we'll do is we'll look at the security yeah. camera because there were two security cameras in the area. We went to go check the tapes for the security camera and they weren't real security Whoa. cameras. They didn't work, they were broken. Okay, so okay, 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 okay. So now, now we said, well, I guess the next best thing is to just interview some people who were eyewitness to what was kind of going on. But we did talk to some people when they confirmed that they saw people stealing. Um, and and I think maybe it stopped once they started taking in inventory. But to your point, I was getting to your point. Somebody saw something and oftentimes they don't tell unless you make them mad or something. And I don't know what what the deal is with people not wanting to say and do the right thing. I guess it's because we punish whistleblowers, though, you know.
2: Yeah, it's tough in
0: those environments. Yeah, in, in those environments, you know, got you got to remember who's being hired, right? I mean, people usually need those jobs. And so ethics is probably not at the very top of their agenda. They just want the job and they want a paycheck and they want to go home and feed their family. Yeah. So if the boss saying if you saw something, don't say anything, you're going to lose the job during the pandemic. People were scared. Right. I mean, everyone was scared. What is happening? Can we go outside? So if you still have a job that gives you a paycheck. you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So check this out. Episode number 95. We are just winging it. Kelly Galena, you guys got anything coming up that the people should know about?
2: I am doing the ACFE Global Women's Summit on Curiosity and Bias, and I can't wait. I have a new pink suit.
1: Okay, okay. When and and where? When and where?
2: It is in D.C. March 8th, I
0: believe. Nice. Anyone attending?
1: Nice. What about you, Galena?
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to Portland next week i um, up with uh, one of our uh, networking friends, Dana, Dana Lawrence, and there's additional contact that I'm meeting with. I'm going to present to the IA chapter in Portland, and we're going to talk about the third party risk management supply chain. And she promised good wine, too. So <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> that is what about you, Robert?
1: Oh, you know, I just came back uh, from Detroit uh, late Wednesday night, early Wednesday morning, something like that. I got in at like 1.30 a.m., so I'm still a little dazed from that. And you know what else? While I was up there, I saw, and Bonita's going to laugh because she's heard me say this already, but I saw something very strange, something foreign that kind of blew my mind. So I was walking outside, and it was really, really cold, and I looked on the ground, and I saw this white stuff, and I became real confused because I'm just not used to seeing this stuff. The locals tell me it's something called snow, but um, yeah. So I just came back from the De- from the Detroit area and I'm going to St. Louis uh, fairly soon to do internal auditing talent management for a group there. We're going to have eight hours worth of talent management training. And man, it's going to be fun because we know there's a shortage of audit talent right now. It was written up in the Wall Street Journal recently. So that's that's kind of interesting. We got to do some things to keep people in our profession. Now, Kadir is asking before we go, was the woman arrested? And what, were, what was her storyline? Um, she has been charged and arrested. Yes, yeah, she has been arrested. And what else? And this is a fresh story. So it takes a little bit of time, but she has been charged. And what else?
2: The joke in law enforcement is you can indict a ham sandwich. Now I'm going to say you can indict a chicken wing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is funny. Oh, Antonio. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. He said he can't wait to hear me at the iHeart Audit Conference in March. That's right. So the iHeart Audit Conference, you guys need to sign up. It is virtual and it is the San Antonio Institute of Internal Auditors chapter. They're doing it. It's virtual. I'll be there speaking. Joe is speaking there. And so is Joe with the E, Joe. Um, oh, God. What is Joe's last name? Cybersecurity. Paris. Thank Paris. you. Joe Horowitz will be there, too. So Joe Irvin, Robert Berry and Joe Horowitz and Joe Irvin is actually doing the keynote speech. Cool. So don't forget about that. That's an extra plug for them. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I gotta, all right, run.
0: Guys, me I gotta too. go eat a
2: chicken. <laughs> I'm hungry. So
1: thank you guys for joining in. And listen, if you like this podcast, tell all of your friends, go to the Apple apps. Uh what is it? The iTunes Apple Podcast or whatever it's called. Give us a five-star rating. Go to Google, give us a five-star rating. Wherever you go, give us a five-star rating. Tell all your friends, listen in, and we will see you next week.